Hello, and welcome to Not Yet a Doctor. <laughs> I'm going to try that again. <laughs> no, you're not. Let's leave that in. Let's leave that in. <laughs> That's our intro this week. I thought you were going to do a tagline, but instead... <laughs> it's just flat. Sponsored by NASCAR. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to Not Yet a Doctor, the podcast where we hope to clear your blues away with some razzle-dazzle. My name is Alistair, and I have my PhD in analytical chemistry from Queen's University. My name is Om, and I have my PhD from uh, in biochemistry from McGill University. My name's Sieta, and I'm getting a PhD in neuroscience at McGill University. And we are the PhD3. Yep. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> So uh, today, we're going to be taking a bit of a journey through some history um, to discover how what we eat is impacted by chemistry. Um, I came upon this episode mainly talking with a friend one evening about chemistry and interesting things that are in our foods, and it took me down a bit of a rabbit hole, and I want to share that rabbit hole with you. So, um, yeah. I want to start off, though, by asking you guys, what's your favorite flavor of Freezy or popsicle. Ooh, that's tough. Mmm. Hmm. I think I like orange freezies. Or the mm. pink freezies. Pink freezies are great. I don't they know what flavor I think they it's are. Watermelon, right? I think it's watermelon for pink. But I, I think it yeah, also depends on the brand. Right it depends on the brand. <laughs> I'm going with purple. Purple. You like purple mm. freeze? I'm a freak. You like the grape yeah. flavor? Oh, I'm man. a grape boy. <laughs> You're a great guy, it's true. <laughs> great guy. <laughs> Why not both? Um, I'll take it. Well, I would say my favorite flavor is either the the white mystery flavor. We can never, I think that's just sugar water, isn't it? I think... Is it? It's all sugar water. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's all just sugar water. Yeah. Um, or I also really like... Uh, blue raspberry because mm-hmm. uh, it stains your tongue blue True. and it tastes so delicious for our international listeners um we don't have beth on the podcast anymore but uh freezies are a canadian thing are they? i i looked at, yeah i looked into this a little bit because yes. i didn't know if they called it freezies elsewhere um and i found other names for freezies uh in the states they're called freezer pops or ices um, right it's pretty unoriginal, honestly. <laughs> Freezy is, is a great name. Um, they're called ice poles or ice pops in the UK, icy poles in Australia, sip ups in India, and ice candy in the Philippines. Oh, wow. um, and they, they have different brand names and stuff, but two of them that I wanted to um, share with you that I found in my research is a Zooper Duper in Australia, which I just think sounds fantastic. A child named that, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Zooper Duper, definitely. Um, we have uh, Kisco in Canada, which makes Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, there's an Italian company called Polaretti that makes them in Italy. Oh, that's so, cute. Uh, Beth, if you're listening, go out and get yourself a Polaretti and <laughs> figure out what your favorite flavor is. Or our other listeners in Italy. There are, I know, a number of people that follow us and listen to us in Italy. Mm-hmm. So, hello to you. <laughs> but yes, my favorite flavor is blue raspberry. And mm-hmm. this is where our story starts and where the rabbit hole begins. Because I wanted to know what the heck blue raspberry actually is mm-hmm. um so do you guys have any guesses what you think makes up or is blue raspberry um as far as i'm aware it's a combination of the flavor of raspberries yeah which is like a tart mm-hmm. combination of sugar and tart compounds i don't know exactly what they mm-hmm. are and then it's also mixed with the flavor of blue which is more right. of an essence of being than anything. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, I was going to say, what is the flavor of blue? What, what, how would you describe the flavor of blue? I think it's a vibe. It's yeah, kind of, it's, it's would... more okay, of a vibe okay. than a flavor. It's more of a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's raspberry flavored, but blue colored. I don't think the blue is really a flavor. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. It's a, it's a big combo of many different things, mm-hmm. of all your the raspberries. Your eyes are tasting the blue, and your mouth exactly. is tasting the raspberry. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. 
Um, you're entirely correct. Oh. <laughs> um, I thought, <laughs> yeah. So oh, I, okay. <laughs> I went into this episode and thought, gee, I wonder what this flavor is actually. Um, and it turns out that it's actually just raspberry flavor. Wow. Um, things that are flavored with blue raspberry just use raspberry flavoring, which is actually a combination of raspberry juice, essential oils, um, raspberry ketone, which is a flavorant that's in raspberries, mm-hmm. and also falsely has been reported to help weight loss, which is not true. Okay. Um, well, I shouldn't say it's not true. There's no evidence to support that it actually promotes weight loss. Yeah, but the actual flavor of raspberry um, is a combination of banana, cherry, and pineapple esters. Oh. So even raspberry flavor itself is a combination of other fruit flavors in most synthetic raspberry so i can see how we're going down a rabbit hole already because now i'm like what's banana flavored then what's pineapple flavor if raspberry flavor is banana pineapple and whatever else you said cherry and cherry what's banana is it strawberry and peach and then what's strawberry (laughs) is it raspberry and coconut like are we just going by like the phylogenic, <laughs> phylogenic like <laughs> tree of like flavors? <laughs> so we're not actually going to dive down the flavor rabbit hole so much because the blue raspberry flavor is just raspberry. But I think there are more fundamental um, flavors like banana and cherry and pineapple that can be used to make up these other fruit flavors. Yeah. Um, like I think you could take pineapple and maybe adding a little bit of cinnamon, make it taste like apple. Um, so, yeah. The flavor is... In some in some applications of the raspberry flavor, it is raspberry juice. Mm-hmm. But that's really expensive to make. So often companies will use other esters to synthesize raspberry flavor. Mm. But the blue raspberry actually does exist there is a fruit called the blue raspberry and i'm going to show you a picture of it right now yes is it blue it is black (laughs) so um this photo is of rubus leucodermis which is goes by a number of names um including the white bark raspberry the black Mm -hmm. cap raspberry or the blue raspberry um you can see in this photo on the left is a ripe white bark raspberry um, and on the right, yeah, I would definitely one. not. If so, I saw this in the wild, I would be eating the unripe one, because I'm an idiot. Right, because yeah. it's it's a yeah. kind of bright red color, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's native to Western North America, and it grows all the way from Alaska wow. down to Mexico. That's a so huge. There's a chance that you've actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean they look yeah, familiar to be quite honest, but I also like they're very similar to those thimbleberries too. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of berries mm-hmm. that look like this out in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Thimbleberries are delicious, too. I'm yeah. surprised nobody's made thimbleberry flavoring yet. Yeah, I wonder. There's, yeah. I know, like, in certain parts of the world, there are more common berry flavors. Like, yeah. Sienna, when we were in Sweden, um, everybody was having uh, lingonberry yeah. flavor and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not just jams and things, but, like, candies mm-hmm. would be flavored with ling- lingonberry. Um, so... It, this berry is characteristic because it has a little bit of a kind of white waxy coating on its stalk and you can kind of see mm-hmm. it on the berries there too um and it has this blue black color when mm-hmm. it's ripe um what what do you notice about this berry compared to what blue raspberry looks like in your head how would you compare this berry to what you think of a blue raspberry well, i mean blue is like? quite a bit bluer yeah. <laughs> I would have thought they meant it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. this does not have a blue energy mm-hmm. to it. This is not fit in the blue vibe. This is more fit in the black. This is like a blackberry. If blackberries had small, like if it was like blackberries looked like raspberries. Exactly. It's blackberry color, but raspberry shape. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a very good description of it. I would say so. Yeah, it it obviously doesn't have this bright blue mm-hmm. color, and that coloring. Uh, actually comes from a synthetic dye. Is this made from beetles? No. <laughs> it is not made from beetles. Okay. Um, it is synthesized in a lab, um, and it is called uh, Bright Blue FCF, or FD&C Blue Number 1, or Acid Blue 9, or in Europe it is denoted by E Number 133. Okay. So it goes by a number of different names around the world, um, but we're going to 
talk about it in a little bit more detail because it has an interesting mm-hmm. history and an association with the blue raspberry that we know and love. The blue raspberry, that's secretly just raspberry, that's secretly just banana and two other flavors. Cherry, cherry. and pineapple. <laughs> banana, yeah. cherry, pineapple. we got to start calling yeah. it blue banana, cherry, pineapple. <laughs> blue banana, cherry, pineapple. I just think that's a little bit more honest. Now, but, yeah. <laughs> I like to know where I'm getting my flavors. Brandon can use some work, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to be referring to it as FDNC Blue Number One, and FDNC just stands for the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act of 1938 in the United States. So we can just call it Blue Number One. Blue Number One, yeah. yeah. So now I'm going to give you a little history lesson of food and flavor additives in the United States. And I'm going to give you an alternate mm. history lesson because uh, there's kind of two interesting and competing theories as to how Blue Raspberry came into existence. Okay. Um, so in the early 1950s, it was the Wild West of food coloring and additives. People could just basically add anything they wanted to any foods, and I think there were some restrictions on toxicity and stuff, mm-hmm. but people were just coloring things however they wanted. There's a really great podcast I listened to in researching this episode called Gastropod, mm-hmm. and they had an episode that talked about how um, since the 1930s, uh, Florida growers were actually dyeing their oranges orange because the Florida oranges that grew were a little bit green. And people believed that the more orange an orange was, it was better, mm-hmm. uh, more flavorful and stuff. Check out Color Vision but, for why that might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check out Color Vision for how our uh, brains react to colors and foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do a great job of explaining why the oranges were dyed orange in Gastropod. But um, a key colorant for the color red was FD&C red number two. Maybe you guys have heard of red number two. Red dye number two? Does it ring any bells? Clueless. A little bit of red dye in my life. A I'm, little bit of blue dye. By I was going to say, I'm waiting for us to get to mambo number five. Yeah. <laughs> 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 See, I read my mind. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength exactly. here. <laughs> So in the in the early 1950s, red dye number two, mm-hmm. not Mambo number no. five, was the go-to red colorant. Uh, it was used to color cosmetics red, lipstick, foods, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Um, and in 1957, there was research that came out that said that red number two was safe to consume. Mm-hmm. So it was you know great to use in all your food additive needs. Um, but this report was actually funded by the chemical industry and the people that made these food dyes. So there's a little bit of a conflict of interest right. in, in this report that said that it was safe. Sure. Um, later research in 1971 by a Soviet study actually linked red dye number two to cancer in lab animals. Um, but we'll get to that in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. So amidst growing concerns in the late 1950s or in 1958, um, an amendment called the Food Additives Amendment was passed. And it said that food manufacturers had to prove that their food additives were safe and not cancerous. And that seems a bit kind of common sense to me um, reading this now, but I guess back then it was a big deal that now food manufacturers had to prove that mm-hmm. their things were safe to put in foods. And around this time in 1958, a Cincinnati company called Gold Metal introduced a blue raspberry flavor to its shaved ice snow cones, mm-hmm. which are sold at um, concession stands and snack vendors mm-hmm. at fairs. I was wondering when snow cones would come into this. Yeah. So this is one of the first um, instances in the historical record of blue raspberry being used um, as a term. Um, but it didn't seem to ha- doesn't seem to have any direct link to this uh, food additives amendment. Mm-hmm. Then if we flash forward to 1970... Uh, Icy, a company in the States that makes what we would call slushies. Um, I love slushies. This is like summer nostalgia. Right. Non-stop for me. My yeah. favorite thing is mm-hmm. getting a slushie uh, in the summer. Getting the monster juice slushie where you just like mix all of the slushy flavors in one cup. If you're not mixing slushy flavors in a cup, you're doing it wrong. What? Whoever gets one flavor of slushy. I'm judging you. I love you, but you are boring. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We yes. used to call that a uh, swamp water. Oh yeah, swamp <laughs> when water. Yeah. Oh, when I was you a kid. Do it pop. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. I actually had some swamp water yesterday. <laughs> love it. Delicious. Yeah. So um, 
Icy introduced Blue Raspberry um, as a signature flavor because their uh, colors were red, white, and blue. And they had a red cherry flavor. And so they introduced this Blue Raspberry flavor in 1970. Very patriotic. Mm-hmm. And it, um, and so it was it was flavored with just raspberry flavor and used FDNC Blue Number One to color it. Also around 1970, this company called Otter Pops, which makes uh, uh, popsicles, okay. um, introduced a flavor called Louis Blue, and Ooh. it was also flavored with raspberry. You guessed it, raspberry. You mean yeah. banana cherry pineapple? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and color mumbo mama, number mama. two. Mumbo number two. <laughs> Um, and so the reason that all of these companies in the 1970s started to come out with, uh, blue raspberry flavors, um, one hypothesis is that the field of red flavors was completely overrun. And we actually kind of talked about this in our color vision episode, Mm -hmm. um, because of how we kind of perceive and describe warm colors versus cool colors. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it. Cherries, strawberries, watermelons, cinnamon, and cranberry and red apple. Did you say cinnamon? All are. Oh, yeah. like cinnamon hearts. Yeah, like if you if you're thinking sorry if you're thinking about a color, mm-hmm. to go with these flavors. Yes. I mean, I would put cherry, strawberry, <laughs> watermelon, cinnamon, cranberry, and red apple. Yeah, fair ish. I'm with you. There's a lot of uh, different flavors that can go with a red color, mm-hmm. and so um, a lot of food manufacturers decided well what what could be blue mm-hmm. um and decided on raspberry <laughs> raspberry so can be blue. blue raspberry was born <laughs> yes. i'm surprised they didn't just um, make a blackberry flavor and make it blue ah but blackberries are dark purple right like they're black so raspberries are not but blue they could just make a- <laughs> <laughs> alistair the premise <laughs> of this podcast is that really yeah, true <laughs> the color didn't match the fruit <laughs> they could go with a blue blackberry kind of flavor yeah what about blueberry? Why why was blueberry overlooked? Um, blueberry was not uh, around at the time. Blueberries weren't as popular weren't as popular as they are today in the nineteen fifties. What about huckleberries? So, well, um, that's a book, isn't it? What about black currants? <laughs> black currants existed, but again, they're purple. A lot of black currant things are kind of dark purple. I see a hole in the market that we need to fill, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bring the big blue back. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another coinciding thing around this time is that uh, the FDA officially declared that FDNC Blue Number 1 was permanently listed for food and ingested drug uses in 1969. So they basically gave it, like, carte blanche, you can use it, it's perfectly safe, Wow. go to town. And food manufacturers did. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and it took a long time for the FDA to do this, but in 1976, they finally determined that red number two was unsafe and banned it. Um, they found that it caused tumors in lab rats, something that uh, the Soviets discovered in the 71. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it, it's this interesting kind of timeline of... Uh, food manufacturers making this change to a blue alternative before red got banned. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they had some inkling that it was coming. Like, I, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that they just did this kind of on their own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that and so that was the start of blue raspberry freezies, popsicles, slushies, mm-hmm. uh, and then later candies. And what'd they do about red dye? Did they switch to red number three? Uh, red number four. <laughs> I believe for red they switched to a different red dye, like I think number three or something. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's been in more recent years a push for natural colorants, which we'll get to in mm-hmm. a bit. Um, but red number two is actually still used in the UK, um, and it has Somebody's European... gotta tell them. <laughs> yeah. the European <laughs> Health Commission. I looked into it, um, and yeah. it was funny uh, the. Food Safety Authority, EFSA, um, publishes a lot of stuff about toxic elements in foods. Yeah. So for my research, I was looking at a lot of EFSA documents, and then I looked up an EFSA document on red dye number two. And there's actually mm-hmm. a an acceptable concentration limit of um, ingestion. That yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is like you always wonder yeah. with lab rat studies how much red dye they fed these poor rats. 
Yeah. I, um, and whether it even is a realistic um, estimate of safety in humans. I think, I think what the FDA found was that at a certain concentration that was quite high, it caused tumors, yeah. but that caused them to ban it. Um, yeah. Whereas EFSA has done a little bit more kind of what's a realistic dose of someone eating foods with red dye in them. Which... But then you also wonder, because humans live much longer than lab rats, how much red dye humans have a lot more time to consume red dye over their yeah. lifetime than a lab rat. It's very true. Yeah. You can accumulate. Mm-hmm. Probably that, yeah. Anyways, natural food colors, great, great alternative. Let's just move away from things we know cause tumors, I guess, anyways. Yeah. So um, one of the theories uh, for why blue and raspberry were joined and not blue and mm-hmm. blackberry or blue and blueberry um is that (laughs) raspberry is uh it just it works really well with the concept of of blue like if you think of blue and the flavor of raspberry a lot of people feel that they go together very well um but well can we poll people who were born before blue raspberry (laughs) was made about that (laughs) because (laughs) i've been brainwashed by the blue raspberry industry i I guess i guess we are maybe biased by our (laughs) preconceptions of blue raspberry um but there's actually a um phenomenon that has been observed especially in children that brilliant Uh colors uh are more attractive in Mm -hmm. the foods we eat and Mm -hmm. this was observed way back in 1922 by a chemist named melvin de groot um Mm -hmm. and he and his team were the first to study the effect of colors on flavor Mm -hmm. um and he just noticed anecdotally um that at fairs and stuff yellow lemonades or colorless lemonades which is kind of the natural color of lemonade didn't sell as well to children as pink lemonades and pink lemonade Mm -hmm. is you know you don't have pink lemons so why is pink lemonade selling so well and so Mm -hmm. he did some studies and um found that children are attracted to bright colors i mean that may seem a bit like a no-brainer um but there's actually been some more recent research which we'll talk about in a little bit that has found uh this link is true in adults as well and mm-hmm. using augmented reality, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, wow. I mean, we see with, like, what's it called? Uh, speeding tickets and stuff, too. Like, cars that are red get more, get stopped more often by uh, <laughs> I've police heard and stuff, that. too. Oof. Yeah. I also And, like, heard... it's, insurance rates are higher for, like, uh, bright-colored cars because they're statistically more likely to get stopped. Yeah. Wow. So I think there's a bias there as That's well. So yeah. Funny. Maybe it's something to do with the fact that we just, like, notice... Yeah. more colorful cars like you're more likely to notice a red car and be able exactly. to pick it out hmm, that's interesting we are incredibly attuned to noticing red things mm-hmm. yes yes go check out our color vision episode for more <laughs> <gonna> on that. <laughs> <laughs> we love red mm-hmm. so that's kind of the um first history that i came across on how blue raspberry came to be okay. but i also found an alternate history and it's one that's a little bit shorter um, and we kind of already touched on, but I want to, I want to highlight okay. it because, um, th- there's always potentially other options for how things came about, especially mm-hmm. blue raspberry. And mm-hmm. so, um, there is some historical evidence that the term blue raspberry, like the use of the word blue and raspberry together, um, dates back all the way to 1955, which is actually before these snow cones were being sold by gold medal in 1958. Mm-hmm. Now it's only a few years, but, um, there is some evidence that blue raspberry existed before then. Um, and some researchers hypothesized that it actually started as a flavor in the 1950s um, yeah. to create a blue flavor for patriotic red, white, and blue ice cream for the 4th of July yeah. in the state. Cute. Because, I'm something. Yeah. They had the red, well, they had the red of strawberry and the white of or vanilla. Or cherry. Yeah. Or cherry. Uh, but they didn't have a blue flavor. And... Mm-hmm. As I kind of already said, blueberry would be the obvious choice, except um, blueberries weren't as popular back in the 50s. They, we eat them a lot more now than they did in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of advertising and foods and stuff was heavily linked to patriotism because uh, in the 1950s, the Cold War was going on. And so mm-hmm. there was this big kind of push to make everything American. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did that with a lot of like fries too, because I remember instead of calling it French fries, they called oh, it like yeah. 
Patriot fries. Freedom, or, uh, freedom fries. Freedom, freedom fries. fries. Yeah. So it was like a lot of that kind of stuff going oh on. My yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's <laughs> it's an interesting alternate history that blue raspberry mm-hmm. came about through patriotism in the United States. And I think mm-hmm. maybe it's a combination of these two histories. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you think about like those candies, rocket pops. Yeah. 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 Those those came around in the 1950s. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but it also coincidentally, and maybe this is also why it's stuck. Um, red, white, and blue is the color of the Union Jack. And so stuff mm-hmm. that is made in the United States, red, white, and blue for uh, 4th of July, can also be kind of sold in the UK for um, Union Jack Day. I don't know. what Do they have And a, also they, in France for Revolution And Day. also in France for True. French Day. <laughs> Canadian, Canadians didn't need blue raspberry because... No. no in Canada, we just cut off the blue tops, and then it's just red and white. We have our Canadian yeah. popsicles. <laughs> I don't even know what blue is. I've never seen blue in my life. Yeah, many of them. <laughs> um, so those are the two kind of histories of how blue raspberry potentially came about and how um, food additives were more tightly regulated from the 1950s to mm-hmm. the 1970s and into today. Um, but even today... Um, food companies are trying to meet consumer demand by Mm -hmm. changing the dyes that they use in their foods. And can you think of any foods that you, or candies that you've eaten recently that maybe have been made with synthetic dyes? Synthetic dyes? Sorry, not synthetic dyes, uh, natural dyes. Natural Natural dyes. dyes. Mm, That's a tough one. There's one example that... Candies. Yeah, there's an example that uh, I think some of our mm-hmm. listeners might. Oh, maybe my um, gummy multivitamins. Oh yeah, those, <laughs> those are probably. Are, I think yeah. those are naturally colored. Yeah, no, I. Adult um, gummy multivitamins brought to you by Natural Food Dyes. <laughs> Sponsored by Johnson. Um, Johnson and Johnson. Who makes gummies? I anyway. I mean, you could, we, you'd only have to cite one of them. That's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> saying, it, saying it two times is redundant. Johnson and right. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> we always forget about the third <laughs> The third Johnson brother. Just like, like Mary-Kate and Ashley. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, there's a third Olsen twin? There's a third there Olsen. There is. Yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Olsen. She's much yeah. more famous than Mary-Kate and Ashley now. Nowadays, yeah. Really? She's a Marvel, Marvel yeah. superstar. What has she been in? What? But she's Sorry. literally a Marvel superstar. She's the Red Witch. She's Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Red number two witch. <laughs> red number two witch. <laughs> the red dye number two witch. Yeah. Not to be mistaken with the blue raspberry but... witch. <laughs> the blue raspberry witch. Isn't that uh, in Wicked? Isn't... Maybe. Uh, no. I'm, I'm thinking candy-wise, like... Skittles is kind of what immediately comes to mind, but I don't know if they're Skittles natural or from, not. Skittles are made from beetles. There there's we go. Def- there's a candy oh, coating that is made from beetles, okay? This is why I brought this up earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there, there is... Um, there it might is be m There is a color coating that is sourced from beetles, but also the um, coating that is on M&Ms and Skittles, the like yeah. clear, glossy finish, I it's believe beetles. that is also from beetles. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Um, the candy I was thinking of, and the reason I, I wanted you to guess is because I think I, I've noticed this over the last few years, but mm-hmm. Smarties have actually moved to making uh, their dyes out of natural mm-hmm. colorants. Mm-hmm. Now, so I'm in America. I don't know what a Smartie is. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? I was what the say, heck is a Smartie? Um, a Smartie is like an M&M but is yes. not shiny and not stamped with an S on it. It is this okay. colorful... No, it is stamped with an S on it. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Smarties no, don't have an S? I'm freaking oh, out now. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> this is a Berenstein... Yes. Yeah, exactly. Smarties are naked. <laughs> Smarties are Smarties have no tattoos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they're bigger. They're bigger than M&M's. The traditional, yeah. Traditional, yeah. M&M's. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So they're just they're a, a chocolate, a candy cover, a candy coated chocolate disc. Makes sense. Um, Say that again delicious. with confidence. <laughs> they're a candy coated chocolate disc, and they're delicious. Yes. But they have moved to um, replacing synthetic dyes with natural ones, and they started this hmm. in the UK in two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. 
but they found, interestingly, that blue was really hard to make without uh, blue dye number one. And yeah. so they actually started with white as a color in their lineup. And this led to a lot of people believing that the blue Smarties caused hyperactivity in children. Um, <laughs> and so that's why they I pulled the blue color. This. It's not true. I remember this. <laughs> there's yeah. been studies done into it. Um, so there's funny. also some interesting studies. I don't know, Sienna, maybe on to you may remember the slogan of Smarties in Canada for a while were about um, eating Taste the, the red ones last. Oh, oh but that's Skittles. Again, that's Skittles. 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 I'm so sorry. I don't know. I don't eat candy very much anymore. Bye-bye, Smarties sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll cut it out. We can still save it. I love Smarties. Smarties are the best. Eat Good the job. red ones last or first. Yeah, whatever first. you want. <laughs> For a long while, there was an ad campaign that, that said, when you eat your Smarties, do eat the red ones last. Um, and... People yeah. actually started to believe that eating the red ones caused happiness, like caused you to be happier. Aww. And then uh, some studies were done, and this was again found out not to be the case. But presumably eating Smarties causes happiness over not eating Smarties. I think there is a uh, strong correlation between happiness and eating. Can we quickly talk about order of eating Smarties? Yes, because I'm here for I this. don't particularly literally care about what color right. you eat first or last but it is right. incredibly important to me that when you get the box you sort them into their colors and eat one from each so you eat right. them equally so the love is spread over them because you don't want the smarties to think that there are any favorites being played here hmm. maybe that's right. just and ordering them thing. ordering them yeah <laughs> ordering them takes the uh lack of favorability yeah. <laughs> out of well and then eating them one color at a time so you get like a green oh. one and then a red one and then a blue one and then a yellow one. Right. I do a very similar thing where I open the box and I cut the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> so none feel like that they've been. <laughs> and they all yeah, none are come special. in and get they digested together. Yeah, mixed you eat together. them all at the same time. That's, that's a very you know what? Way. No matter the color on the outside, they're all brown on the inside. <laughs> that's true. They're all chocolate in your stomach. <laughs> This is true. Although I read, doing research for this, I read that in the UK, where Smarties yeah. originated, they actually had different flavors. The orange okay. one was an orange-flavored chocolate, <gasps> and there was a light brown that was coffee-flavored. So oh there actually God. were yeah. different flavors. And then in the 90s or 2000s, they came out with uh, white chocolate Smarties. Mm. Um, those didn't last very long. That sounds but awesome. They, oh. they do sound very good, yeah. Mm. Um, but Sienna, I have a question about your, your eating order, because what yeah. what do you do if there's an unequal number of each color in the box? Yeah, so if there's an unequal number of each color in the box, I eat from the color piles that have the most first, so that I can even out the number of each color, and then I eat evenly. Oh, so like if there's like one orange, but three yellow and seven green, that's a lot of Smarties, but you'll yeah, eat, you'd eat most like of two the green. You'd eat like two green, and then you'd eat, what did you say? yellow next said seven four and two yeah yeah so you'd eat yeah. two green one of the four two green one of the four two green one 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 and they'd probably be pretty close and then end with the orange one even okay yeah. okay i think i think you could like end all that with like a strongly worded email to quality assurance yes. mm. <laughs> <laughs> not enough orange smarties in the box exactly yeah. this is not even <laughs> are you um, <laughs> you playing favorites smarty box corporation because <laughs> orange smarties matter to me i want all of the flavors exactly. no, the blue smarties that would matter. matter to me if there were different flavors of smarties that would matter even more <laughs> like if they were actually flavored differently <laughs> um you're gonna Sorry, have to alistair said, said something crazy <laughs> what did alistair say i didn't hear <laughs> blue smarties <laughs> <laughs> no I, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way i know <laughs> But I was trying to get us back on track. (laughs) That one's so good. So eventually, Smarties managed to find a color that was natural that they could use for their blue Smarties. And in uh, 2008, they reintroduced blue. Um, And it's from a type of algae called spirulina. And that's what they use for the blue coloring now. Maybe you've heard of this. Yeah, my, my mom. Hi, mom. Hope you don't mind me talking about you. Um, my mom <laughs> works mom. for like a whole food dispensing company. Hi. And so she's um, 
in the past ordered and purchased like lots of different like uh, organic bulk food ingredient type things and some of those mm-hmm. have been spirulina algae and like um there's another one that it, which is maybe more common and is green but i don't mm-hmm. remember the name of right now but yeah no i know mm-hmm. spirulina yeah for, then for she adds it or... to her smoothies and it makes them like this blue green color Ooh, nice that's really cool mm-hmm. um yeah so it's used to make the blue of, of smarties and i'm gonna okay. show you another picture now um yes. and i'd like you to evaluate Okay. What do you think about these blue Smarties on the bottom compared to the blue Smarties on the top? I remember this change. <laughs> I thought seeing it, you might you might remember it. Yeah. Um. You know they have different energies for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, One is less brilliant, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Less dramatic. Yeah. Less saturated. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Although more pale. Yeah, the bottom row mm-hmm. are like more pastel. Yeah, like, and honestly, they like. look more edible to me. Like, I really want to pop mm-hmm. a few of those in my mouth. The blue ones mm. up top look like um like pills. Yes. Well, the blue ones are. I was gonna say Viagra, with... but then I'm like, actually, I think Viagra is more like light blue, like the bottom row. Well, it, it is like the white, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling that um, also pill manufacturers have been moving towards natural colorants for their medications Um, Mm. so this blue coloring from algae was also uh introduced in canada in 2010 yeah but again they had trouble sourcing it so in 2009 uh blue smarties were actually removed for a short period of time between (gasps) 2009 and 2010 i feel like i remember that time i i remember the loss of blue smarties Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah i haven't had smarties in a long time i think Mm. So, that 2009, <laughs> that was like, I was a kid still. I was eating Smarties all the time. I was probably still trick-or-treating in 2009. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I was too, honestly. <laughs> Getting Smarties and... Uh... Yeah, I was trick-or-treating until college, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> it's fun! You get to dress up and get yeah. free candy. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to show you one final photo. Um, and this is of the full lineup of Smarties. Wow. Um, using... The top are using the synthetic dyes, and the yeah. bottom are using the uh, naturally sourced dyes. And this is uh, UK Smarties. Okay, in, I was going to say um, there's no blue ones in the bottom now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is this is immediately after they transition to using natural dyes. Nice. So the purple is way better in the natural. I'm going to yeah. rank all of these, okay? Yes, I'd like you to do a, a tier ranking. Orange and yellow pretty much the same. The green one looks a little bit more like broccoli now. Um, mm-hmm. with the natural versus the synthetic. The synthetic's more pastel green, which is kind of cute. I actually prefer the brown Smarty over the black Smarty. Um, I don't think black things, like, in food are typically, like, very appetizing to me, necessarily. Except maybe mm-hmm. seaweed sheets, but those are green if you hold them up to light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I prefer the brown. It looks more chocolatey, and I like chocolate a lot. The pinks look almost identical. Honestly, I would say the natural pink is actually even a bit better. But mm-hmm. in terms of, like, which one is the best improvement it's definitely the purple one which is like a little bit more reddish purple but mm-hmm. also more saturated purple yeah yep. i would agree with all that like the brown is particularly like really nice mm-hmm. uh it's like a proper brown instead of like some dark asphalt <laughs> asphalt <laughs> i'm not sure black exactly smarty looks like it's probably gonna be like black licorice flavored Ex- exactly that makes not me good. nervous <laughs> and the purple is awesome i yeah. like the purple um yeah, it's it's much better in a natural state, I find. But to be honest, I would eat way. all of these. <laughs> <laughs> but in what Given part the opportunity. I like that they put, like, always a ruler in these pictures, just so you're aware of how big Smarties are. Mm-hmm. Massive. Giant, mm-hmm. giant discs of chocolate. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is a giant <laughs> ruler, and these are giant discs of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think the orange is a lot darker. Like, um, mm-hmm. it's interesting it's it looks a lot closer to the red they got the red spot on i think between the synthetic and natural dyes but the orange is much closer to the red with the the natural dye which is funny because you think they could have mixed the yellow dye and the red dye to get something more in between the yellow and red smarty Mm -hmm. yeah but the the challenge when using uh natural um color additives is sometimes they don't mix and sometimes they don't work well together sometimes Mm -hmm. they react with each other Mm. Um, one of the big challenges in finding 
blue food dyes that are naturally sourced is uh, you need to find ones that are um, stable. And this is yeah. actually um, something that's characteristic of blue colorants, like even the synthetic blue dyes, is mm -hmm. the molecules that make them actually have a lot of pi bonds, which are these um, double bonds or... Um, I'm thinking of another way to describe it. <laughs> but it's, it's tough to describe that one. Yeah, <laughs> pi bonds or double bonds and a lot of uh, ring structures. And these mm -hmm. are often uh, quite unstable in acidic environments. If you heat them, they denature and mm -hmm. these kinds of things. They, they break apart, denature. So, yeah, um, making blue has been a big challenge for the, the food industry, but uh, yeah, especially making blue from natural sources. To be fair, it was also a big challenge for the non-food industry, like paint blue has been a mm, really yeah. interesting and exciting history if you look into that because like for a long time there were only two blue paints that were any good which was ultramarine blue and phthalo blue and then like in the 2010s they discovered a new blue that's like based using this manganese soil structure thing that they found in the dirt I think um, and it's only recently come on the market like in this past decade cool huh. and it's a very vibrant blue Phthalo blue is really nice, but it's on the greenish side as far as blues go. And ultramarine blue is more of like a true blue, but its fault, like downfall is that it's quite um, transparent almost. Like it's it doesn't have a lot of pigment in it, it feels like. So you can't mm. get a really like saturated ultramarine blue, I guess. Phthalo blue is more saturated, but also more green. Mm -hmm. yeah. so blue overall is just a pesky color. Yeah, pesky it color. seems. And so finally, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the research into color and food and our relationship with color and food. And this could be okay. a whole episode in itself, but I wanted to take you through my journey, my blue raspberry journey, okay. <laughs> and how I learned about the history of blue raspberry, and then also some interesting research that's being done now. Can I ask you a question before we start that? No questions. I Did will take you no questions think... until the end. Did you think blue raspberry was its own flavor separate from raspberry? Yes, I did. Absolute dunce. Absolute dunce. Yeah. Excuse me. This is embarrassing. Yeah, well, man. I'm about, I'm about to show some research to you that um, may support my claim that seeing a brilliant blue thing... Mm-hmm. I perceived the flavor to be different than something that was brilliant red but flavored the same. Because okay. there has been research done. <laughs> I believe this. I believe it already, but yeah. Um, so there's two studies that um, I looked at, and the first one is called The Effects of Varying the Standard Deviation of the Luminance on the Appearance of Food, Flavor Expectations, and Taste Flavor Perception. Mm -hmm. And it was published in Scientific Reports uh, on September 30th, 2020. And... To summarize these researchers' findings, they took participants and gave them an augmented reality headset. And this headset had a camera on it that corresponded with one eye. So they were looking out of one eye. And the camera augmented reality thing was able to isolate food on a plate mm -hmm. and then modify the luminance of that food sample mm -hmm. while keeping color and hue and other things constant. So mm -hmm. it was it was isolating the value of the luminance, how brilliant or bright the image was, mm -hmm. and showing participants different luminance values. Mm -hmm. And they found that the luminance standard deviation of the food affected the complex food appearance, such as moistness, wateriness, and deliciousness expectations. <laughs> so when participants were shown a piece of um, German bundt cake, um, the luminance was different, and they could... Sorry, my stomach is growling. <laughs> when they were showing <laughs> these some images... German bundt cake, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> thinking about German bundt cake makes my stomach growl. Um, when they were shown the different luminance values, they actually perceived the cake to be different levels of dryness or flavoriness, deliciousness. So these were the different luminance values that the authors looked at. Okay. And K equals 1 is the... Um, kind of natural state and mm -hmm. then k equals 0 0.5 is a reduction in the luminance and k equals 3 is a intensity increase and if you mm -hmm. were to look at these three pieces of cake what do, what do you think about them looking at them 
I think um, this study could have been done uh, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this is how people edit food for Instagram to make mm. it look more appetizing than how it actually looks when you take a picture of food. But I would like to eat probably K number two or K number three. K number three is yeah. starting to look on the side of like a little bit suspicious to me. K number yep. two looks delicious. K number one looks boring. K 0.5 um, barely looks like food. Yeah, that's a sponge. Could be a piece of cardboard or a sponge, yeah. <laughs> well, it is kind of like a sponge cake, so. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, with K, K equals two and three, like, they have a higher contrast. So you can mm-hmm. see, like, the different parts of the food. You yeah. can see, like, it makes it seem, or at least give the idea of, like, a complexity that I'm not sure if it's there or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think is, which one do you think participants said was the driest? Driest? driest. Oh, my God. Um... Probably K zero point five. That looks like a yeah, sponge. Yeah, I'm going with that. Mm. Yeah, really, I'm I would say K too. equals three because it looks you like it is dry? dried out. Yeah, it looks brittle. Oh. It looks crunchy, almost burnt. Maybe I'm wrong. That to me, the way it's reflecting the light at the top part makes it look like wetter to me. Mm. I hope I'm not oh, okay. ruining their study results here. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I'm an outlier. I mean... Don't count me. <laughs> Sienna is an outlier and shouldn't be counted. Um, well, we, we can do our own study on, on our social medias, um, mm-hmm. and you can... Tell us which one looks most appetizing, moistest, less driest. Yeah. Um, and you can get in touch, like, uh, you can find us on our social medias at NotYetADR on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, and Twitter, NotYetADR. So then these um, authors, and I'm just going to show you these photos as well, um, did the same experiment with tomato ketchup, which I thought was an mm-hmm. interesting choice of... Uh, food and so these are the four uh luminance values of the ketchup so to be honest ketchup at a luminance of three looks like raspberry jam does not look like ketchup Mm. yeah 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 Yeah, it looks that's not ketchup (laughs) it kind of looks like blood almost it looks like like something's living in there i don't know what it is (laughs) yeah yeah i like one the most honestly two looks pretty good yeah. One yeah, looks I like think... ketchup. It looks like. Yeah. <laughs> One is fine. Point five is also just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. The... Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a painting of ketchup. Or like it's it's ketchup like. Yeah. So those that was the first study that I just wanted to briefly touch on and show you that luminance actually affects our um, perceptions of foods. Uh, and so the other study uh, is from 1985. Okay. And it's by uh, C. Christensen. And this was a study on the effect of color judgments of food aroma and flavor intensity in young and elderly adults. And this is kind of what I touched on earlier, um, is that they looked at at kids and, or young adults and uh, elderly participants, and they found that there actually wasn't a difference in the um, flavor intensity or aroma perception between those two groups and they found that color and flavor is readily decoupled in foods even when you have uh, color linked flavors like if you think of grape jelly Mm -hmm. participants were unable to identify that a jelly or like a a jello was flavored grape if it wasn't purple Mm -hmm. and so we have a very strong correlation or like a strong relationship between the color of our food and the taste of expected taste of it which i think kind of makes sense um, I mean, I also, but I think like, it... not just the taste of it, but the, or not just the color of it, but the general look of it. Like, if somebody gave me something that was grape flavored that didn't look like a grape, I don't think I would be able to tell that it was grape flavored. If you genetically mm-hmm. engineered a banana to be grape flavored, I'd be like, yeah, this doesn't right. taste like a banana, but I wouldn't know it tasted like a grape. Mm-hmm. Or it'd take me a while yeah. to figure out. Yeah. Your brain would, your, like, brain would short circuit. <laughs> you see that same thing mm-hmm. where, like, when you blindfold people and do taste tests, like everything goes haywire, basically, right? Vision plays a big part in our in our eating experiences, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. it it doesn't work for all flavors though. There are certain flavors that are very strong and easily um, mm-hmm. identified, but I think it's interesting that. Grape is not one of those, but also raspberry isn't one mm-hmm. because we can we can readily accept blue raspberries even if they don't exist in nature. They, they do exist in nature. We determined that earlier. Interesting. <laughs> they, well, <laughs> okay. 
I'm they sorry, do Alistair. Exist in nature, <laughs> but but in the in the sense that the the raspberry flavor, the blue raspberry flavor that's in candies and popsicles yeah. and slushies and slurpees around the world, um, it doesn't come from the white bark raspberry. No, I know, I know. It it is not it is not made from it's that. It's not even made from raspberries. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's not made from the yeah. Exactly. Oftentimes, it's actually just the esters of banana, cherry, and pineapple. So that is that was my adventure down the rabbit hole of the flavor and color of blue raspberry, its history, and some interesting stories about food additives and our perceptions. Why do you think I they could? Why? What do you think would have happened if instead of calling it blue raspberry, they had just called it raspberry? Would people just not buy it because they'd look at it and be like, "But why is it blue?" And the only reason people were willing to accept it mm. is because they were like, well, it's not raspberry, it's blue raspberry. So it's blue and raspberry. It's likely, I imagine it's a branding thing, because you see the same thing with like red cherry or like, what, like, you know, you see like, it might just be a kid thing or maybe just like an easy branding thing where mm-hmm. red and cherry are just synonymous at this point in a, a lot of ways. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. blue raspberry so, has become mm-hmm. that. that well, social... one of the things I was reading too was like, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of electric green candies are flavored either like sour apple mm-hmm. or lime, but limes don't have that electric green color, mm-hmm. especially when they're ripe. Like they're a kind of darker green, True. but we associate this electric, mm-hmm. definitely synthetic dye green with acidic tastes. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I think raspberry was such a good flavor or you know, it, it got associated so well with blue is because when you have this electric blue color mm-hmm. that the blue dye number one is, um, it, you have to have something that's kind of tart, mm-hmm. something sour. And, you know, apple wouldn't work, I don't think, because you've already got red as apples mm-hmm. or green. So raspberries were mm-hmm. a, a perfect fruit for blue. I'm trying to think of like the sour blue raspberry flavor is like the best flavor True. of a certain type of candy that I can't remember the name of. Sour Patch Kids? No. They, they were like hard candies. They came in like little wrappers that twisted. The other common flavor was like watermelon. and Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers. Yes. <laughs> Jolly Ranchers. Also Delicious. a Great blue use flavor. of blue number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening to my episode today on Blue Raspberry. I hope you enjoyed yes. it. Yes. I'm Alistair. I'm Om. And I'm Sienna. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Enjoy your flavors. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Bye. Bye.